0: Chapter 11 of the Narrative of Sojourner Truth by Olive Gilbert and Sojourner Truth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Holly Jensen. Chapter 11 Her Standing with Her New Master and Mistress. Had Mrs. Dumont possessed that vein of kindness and consideration for the slaves so perceptible in her husband's character, isabella would have been as comfortable here as one had best be if one must be a slave mr dumont had been nursed in the very lap of slavery and being naturally a man of kind feelings treated his slaves with all the consideration he did his other animals and more perhaps but mrs dumont who had been born and educated in a non-slaveholding family and like many others used only to work people who under the most stimulating of human motives were willing to put forth their every energy could not have patience with the creeping gait the dull understanding or see any cause for the listless manners and careless slovenly habits of the poor downtrodden outcast entirely forgetting that every high and efficient motive had been removed far from him and that had not his very intellect been crushed out of him the slave would find little ground for aught but hopeless despondency from this source arose a long series of trials in the life of our heroine which we must pass over in silence some from motives of delicacy and others because the relation of them might inflict undeserved pain on some now living whom isabella remembers only with esteem and love therefore the reader will not be surprised if our narrative appears somewhat tame at this point and may rest assured that it is not for want of facts as the most thrilling incidents of this portion of her life are from various motives suppressed one comparatively trifling incident she wishes related as it made a deep impression on her mind at the time showing as she thinks how god shields the innocent and causes them to triumph over their enemies and also how she stood between master and mistress in her family mrs dumont employed two white girls one of whom named kate evinced a disposition to lord it over isabel and in her emphatic language to grind her down her master often shielded her from the attacks and accusations of others praising her for her readiness and ability to work and these praises seemed to foster a spirit of hostility to her in the minds of mrs dumont and her white servant the latter of whom took every opportunity to cry up her faults lessen her in the esteem of her master and increase against her the displeasure of her mistress which was already more than sufficient for isabel's comfort her master insisted that she could do as much work as half a dozen common people and do it well too whilst her mistress insisted that the first was true only because it ever came from her hand but half performed a good deal of feeling arose from this difference of opinion which was getting to rather an uncomfortable height when all at once the potatoes that isabel cooked for breakfast assumed a dingy dirty look her mistress blamed her severely asking her master to observe a fine specimen of Bell's work adding it is the way all her work is done her master scolded also this time and commanded her to be more careful in future kate joined with zest in the censures and was very hard upon her isabel thought she had done all she well could to have them nice and became quite distressed at their appearances and wondered what she could do to avoid them in this dilemma gertrude dumont mr d s eldest child a good kind-hearted girl of ten years who pitied isabel sincerely when she heard them all blame her so unsparingly came forward offering her sympathy and assistance and when about to retire to bed on the night of isabella's humiliation she advanced to isabel and told her if she would wake her early next morning she would get up and attend to her potatoes for her while she isabella went to milking and they would see if they could not have them nice and not have poppy her word for father and mattie her word for mother and all of em scolding so terribly isabella gladly availed herself of this kindness which touched her to the heart amid so much of an opposite spirit when isabella had put the potatoes over to boil getty told her she would herself tend the fire while isabel milked she had not long been seated by the fire in performance of her promise when kate entered and requested gertrude to go out of the room and do something for her which she refused still keeping her place in the corner while there kate came sweeping about the fire caught up a chip lifted some ashes with it and dashed them into the kettle now the mystery was solved the plot discovered kate was working a little too fast at making her mistress's words good at showing that mrs dumont and herself were on the right side of the dispute and consequently at gaining power over isabella yes she was quite too fast inasmuch as she had overlooked the little figure of justice which sat in the corner with scales nicely balanced waiting to give all their dues but the time had come when she was to be overlooked no longer it was getty's turn to speak now oh poppy oh poppy said she kate has been putting ashes in among the potatoes i saw her do it look at those that fell on the outside of the kettle you can now see what made the potatoes so dingy every morning though belle washed them clean and she repeated her story to every newcomer till the fraud was made as public as the censure of isabella had been her mistress looked blank and remained dumb her master muttered something which sounded very like an oath and poor kate was so chopfallen she looked like a convicted criminal who would gladly have hid herself now that the baseness was out to conceal her mortified pride and deep chagrin it was a fine triumph for isabella and her master and she became more ambitious than ever to please him and he stimulated her ambition by his commendation and by boasting of her to his friends telling them that that wench pointing to isabel is better to me than a man for she will do a good family's washing in the night and be ready in the morning to go into the field where she will do as much at raking and binding as my best hands her ambition and desire to please were so great that she often worked several nights in succession sleeping only short snatches as she sat in her chair and some nights she would not allow herself to take any sleep save what she could get resting herself against the wall fearing that if she sat down she would sleep too long these extra exertions to please and the praises consequent upon them brought upon her head the envy of her fellow slaves and they taunted her with being the white folks nigger on the other hand she received the larger share of the confidence of her master and many small favors that were by them unattainable i asked her if her master dumont ever whipped her she answered oh yes he sometimes whipped me soundly though never cruelly and the most severe whipping he ever gave me was because i was cruel to a cat at this time she looked upon her master as a god and believed that he knew of and could see her at all times even as god himself and she used sometimes to confess her delinquencies from the conviction that he already knew them and that she should fare better if she confessed voluntarily and if any one talked to her of the injustice of her being a slave she answered them with contempt and immediately told her master she then firmly believed that slavery was right and honorable yet she now sees very clearly the false position they were all in both masters and slaves and she looks back with utter astonishment at the absurdity of the claims so arrogantly set up by the masters over beings designed by god to be as free as kings and at the perfect stupidity of the slave in admitting for one moment the validity of these claims in obedience to her mother's instructions she had educated herself to such a sense of honesty that when she had become a mother she would sometimes whip her child when it cried to her for bread rather than give it a piece secretly lest it should learn to take what was not its own and the writer of this knows from personal observation that the slaveholders of the south feel it to be a religious duty to teach their slaves to be honest and never take what is not their own o oh, consistency art thou not a jewel yet isabella glories in the fact that she was faithful and true to her master she says it made me true to my god meaning that it helped to form in her a character that loved truth and hated a lie and had saved her from the bitter pains and fears that are sure to follow in the wake of insincerity and hypocrisy as she advanced in years an attachment sprung up between herself and a slave named robert but his master an englishman by the name of catlin anxious that no one's property but his own should be enhanced by the increase of his slaves forbade robert's visits to isabella and commanded him to take a wife among his fellow-servants notwithstanding this interdiction robert following the bent of his inclinations continued his visits to isabel though very stealthily and as he believed without exciting the suspicion of his master but one saturday afternoon hearing that bell was ill he took the liberty to go and see her the first intimation she had of his visit was the appearance of her master inquiring if she had seen bob on her answering in the negative he said to her if you see him tell him to take care of himself for the catlins are after him almost at that instant bob made his appearance and the first people he met were his old and his young masters they were terribly enraged at finding him there and the eldest began cursing and calling upon his son to knock down the damned black rascal at the same time they both fell upon him like tigers beating him with the heavy ends of their canes bruising and mangling his head and face in the most awful manner and causing the blood which streamed from his wounds to cover him like a slaughtered beast constituting him a most shocking spectacle mr dumont interposed at this point telling the ruffians that they could no longer thus spill human blood on his premises he would have no niggers killed there the catlins then took a rope they had taken with them for the purpose and tied bob's hands behind him in such a manner that mr dumont insisted on loosening the cord declaring that no brute should be tied in that manner where he was and as they led him away like the greatest of criminals the more humane dumont followed them to their homes as robert's protector and when he returned he kindly went to belle as he called her telling her he did not think they would strike him any more as their wrath had greatly cooled before he left them isabella had witnessed this scene from her window and was greatly shocked at the murderous treatment of poor robert whom she truly loved and whose only crime in the eye of his persecutors was his affection for her this beating and we know not what after treatment completely subdued the spirit of its victim for robert ventured no more to visit isabella but like an obedient and faithful chattel took himself a wife from the house of his master robert did not live many years after his last visit to isabel but took his departure to that country where they neither marry nor are given in marriage and where the oppressor cannot molest End of Chapter 11. Recording by Holly Jensen